0: so happy today on the Just Wanted to Ask podcast to have Sherry Andrews, who is an attorney, but she's also written a fabulous book, Smooth Sailing. Uh, Sherry Andrews is a small business attorney using flat rate and subscription price models that take the fear out of uh, legal fees. She partners primarily with female-owned and operated small businesses and solopreneurs to ensure that their businesses are legally protected and positioned for success. Sherry received a BA magna cum laude from Mount Holyoke College and her JD from Temple University School of Law. She has over 30 years experience in both law firm and corporate settings and has earned the prestigious in-house counsel certification from the Association of Corporate Counsel. Sherry's practice areas include business formation, contracts, website policies, copyrights and trademarks, and other business needs. And to quote from her book, Smooth Sailing, no matter what your business is, laws are involved. And when it comes to the legal aspects of your business, ignorance is not bliss, because what you don't know can and possibly will hurt you.
1: Welcome, Sherry Andrews, to the podcast. Thank you so much, Anne. I'm so happy to be here. So one of the things
0: that I absolutely love about you as a person um, and what you do is that you can relate to the entrepreneur. Um, I've dealt with a lot of attorneys, and I try to explain what I do, But they don't always understand, and I get the feeling that they don't really want to either, that um, I'm part of some uh, cookie cutter piece that they're trying to deal with. So, in your, your book is brilliant because it actually explains everything in a way that most of us can understand, or it's easy to understand. So... Tell us about how you chose the title, uh, Smooth Sailing, and then we'll get into more of the legal
1: issues. Um, sure thing. So um, first, to, to go back to you know being different from other attorneys and understanding small business, I've been an entrepreneur myself. It's not just starting my own legal practice, but through my entire legal career, I've always had side hustles. So I know what it's like to run that small business and try to make a profit um, when you're, you know, basically starting on a shoestring budget and trying to build something out of nothing. Um, And it's a very different world than big corporations who have kind of unlimited budgets and can do all these things. So my book Um, was really geared to those small business owners who are trying to figure it out and maybe can't afford to hire an attorney or aren't aren't there quite yet. They don't think they need an attorney. They don't know why they might need an attorney. And so it was to bring attention to those people of what it is they need to be aware of when they start their own business and hoping to help them avoid getting tripped up in some of those um, unsettled waters of what might happen if they don't know what they don't know. And um, I tried to come up with a way to explain it, as you said, so that just about anybody can read this and understand it and get something out of it. And Smooth Sailing, the title, came from the um, metaphor that I used throughout as you become a, a small business owner, an entrepreneur. You become the captain of your own ship. And what steps it takes to make sure that you are on a voyage that is going to be safe and successful.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. So I know you have mentioned that there are five keys to launching a Legally Sound Business
1: Um, Tell us about the five keys. Um, Sure. Okay. So when I put the book together, I took the the most important things, the most important messages I wanted to send to those small business owners. So the first one is um, business entities and making sure that you have your ship set up in the way that is best suited to your type of business. The second one is having a crew. So you need a team of people to help you run your business. And even if you are a solopreneur and you are just starting out, you still need a lawyer. You still need an accountant. You still need people to cover those skill sets that you just don't have. For me, that was a website designer. Um, That was somebody to get me set up on QuickBooks because, you know, I figured I could keep my own books, but I didn't even know how to start. There's always some skills that are not in your wheelhouse that you need to be ready to reach out to for help with. Um, the third one is contracts. And this is the basis of legal protection of making sure that you have what you need for that safe journey. The fourth one is your provision. So, you know, on a boat, we're talking, you know, food and gear and whatnot. In your business, we're talking about operating policies and procedures and processes, what it takes to make things go day to day to day without falling apart or things slipping through the cracks. Um, so that's your, um, policies and procedures. And the final one, the fifth key is intellectual property. And in my book, I talk about copyright and trademark and, um, I actually just created a new presentation on trademark that I'm really excited about, but that is a big deal. When you are choosing the name of your company, the name of your new product, the name of your new course or offering, you need to be aware of so many different things. Is that available in your state? Is it up against somebody else's trademark? Um, Is it going to be something that you can market and make sense of? There's a lot to look at in choosing a name. And so that piece of intellectual property is really important.
0: Yeah, there are so many things to think about. And as a solopreneur, when you're just starting, you think, oh, well, okay, fine, I can do this and I can do that. But no one can do everything. Even though we think we can, we can't. (laughs) And uh, one of the things that has tripped me up in the past is, so I hired an attorney to take care of different aspects of my business, only to find out five years later, "Wait a second. Um, do I really understand this the way it is, or have I missed something?" And that's one of the things that you've helped me out so so much with, um, because all of a sudden I needed to know whether... Um, I had the right documents, or whether this was right, or that was right, or I've now created a new website design, what do I need on my website, and uh, what's the difference between a simple template that you can find online, and is that going to be relevant to my business, or do I need to add something that I'm not thinking about? Um, Could you speak a little bit about that, about people creating their websites, and being covered legally.
1: Certainly. i happy to. So with websites, you're looking at um, what regulations apply to you, and we all need a privacy policy. The reason is that there are regulations. Some states have regulations um, around privacy policy, and then outside of the United States, the general data protection regulations from the European Union have very strict rules around data privacy and what happens when people are coming onto your website. And it's not just a matter of, are you collecting names and emails so you can put them on a newsletter list? It's, what are you doing with clicks and views and IP metrics and those kind of things? So you wanna make sure that you have the privacy policy And then there's also terms of use and terms of use are not legally required, but that's the place where you can put a legal lot of legal protection for your business in play. And so I recommend all of my clients have terms of use on their websites as well. And to go back to what you were talking about, you can purchase templates online that are fill in the blank. And here's the problem with fill in the blank templates Number one, do you know how to fill in the blanks? Um, A lot of people will look at those templates and have no idea what to do with them. And number two, even if you can figure out how to fill in the blanks, is that template designed for your business? A terms of use for a product-based business is going to look different than a terms of use for a service-based business. And whether your product is... You know, breakfast cereal or clothing, the terms of use are going to look different. You know, nobody's going to get sick or connect, contact Salmonella or something like that from a sweater, but, you know, there's allergies and potential problems with food. So there's different disclaimers that need to be made. And it's the same on the service side. What type of advice are you giving? What type of information? What you're going to put on your website is going to look very different if you're a life coach than it is if you're a landscaper. So these templates need to then be tweaked and massaged to fit your business or they won't provide the protection you need.
0: And that was exactly the advice that I came to you with mm-hmm. i said okay fine i've got a product i've got a website what do i need to put on my website and i've looked at this template and i've tried to, but i don't understand even the language that it's in it's in a foreign language i have no idea um, what it says or what i'm supposed to do so that was unbelievably helpful um, so I know this is a little bit backtracking, but tell us more about how you became an attorney and some of your backstory with regard to entrepreneurship um, and what makes you
1: different. (laughs) What makes me different? Uh, That's that's always a fun question. Um, So I did not come to the law because it was something that I would always wanted to do since I was a little girl. It was more of a, I've graduated from college, I've spent a year in a, a number of minimum wage jobs, and realized that my um bachelor's degree is not going to get me where I want to go in life. So how am I going to get there? My mother always told me, go to law school. And I finally said, okay, mom, I'll go to law school. I don't know what else to do. So I went to law school. I graduated. Um, At the time that I was in law school, I was working part-time at um, Sears, selling vacuum cleaners and sewing machines um, to help supplement income and keep things going. I continued that job my entire first year of my legal career because we needed the money to buy stuff for the new house we just bought. Um, So I I started off right from the bat in my legal career having a side hustle. That one was not something I created, but um, it was there. As I had children um, and my legal career was starting to grow, I wasn't fulfilled completely with just that. There's a creative side of me that I cannot hold down. So I was making dolls and Christmas tree skirts and different stuff and selling them at craft fairs. Um, and that was what I did as my outlet, as my creative outlet to you know balance off this legal career of mine. Um, that went on for several years. I moved from that into scrapbooking and I actually spent eight years in the scrapbooking industry um, worked with two different uh, direct sales companies and also ran my own t-shirt design business uh, that was geared to scrapbookers. And so I would go to um, crops and conventions and sell all this stuff while I was also scrapbooking. And that was great Um, till the point at which I was doing so many weekends away that, one of my daughters said to me, it's almost like you're not our mom anymore. And it freaking broke my heart. Um, So I realized I needed to do a little bit of work on the work-life balance. And I pulled out of that side hustle and um, was just an attorney for a little while, but I couldn't hold down the creative side. It just wasn't gonna happen. So when the kids were a little bit older, my husband and I started um, a business. We had a booth at an antique mall and we would spend our weekends going around to um, yard sales and flea markets and find things and fix them up, clean them up, repurpose them, come up with new lives for them and sell them at our, our booth at our antique mall. And we did that for several years until I got to the point where... My legal career was so demanding. We had gone through a merger in the company that I was working for, and I was just working insane hours, just trying to keep up, and I couldn't do the side hustle anymore. But those side hustle businesses were very informative to me so that when I came to the point where I was at a crossroads, do I find another legal job? Do I... You know, do something entirely different when I started thinking about this. What was I going to do? What was my next chapter? Um, it just made sense to take everything I knew about the law and what I had learned in law firms and in corporate um, in house counsel practice, and everything I knew from my side hustles and from running these small businesses. And put it together and work with small business owners who I knew for a fact were grossly underrepresented in the legal community. Um, a lot of attorneys won't even waste their time on a small business because there's just not enough money to be made. And they're looking for the clients that you know are high net worth and need a lot of work um, or the business owners themselves aren't necessarily looking for an attorney and don't know why they might need one. So it made sense to me that this was an underserved community that needed the information just as much as the bigger companies who could afford to have either an attorney on staff or an attorney on retainer. And so I said, I can do this. I can build a business and I, set it up as being completely flat rate and subscription fee models, no hourly rates. I tell my clients upfront exactly what it's gonna cost them and they know what they're paying, what they're getting for it. And we can move through that process with a lot less angst, anxiety, worry about what's the bill gonna be at the end of the month.
0: (laughs) And that's so totally helpful. Um, But a lot of what you said is also so relevant and critical. And that is that you've been on the other side, You've, you've been out there, so that you can ask and answer questions that those of us who have decided to start a business don't even know that we have. And I think that is more important than anything. Um, I know that I've gone to people and said, OK, fine, this is what I need, um, thinking, oh, of course, that's what I need. But in the end, it isn't because I don't know. I have no idea. Um, on a previous episode, I spoke with a photographer who did my photographs for um, my business. And when I walked in, I thought, OK, fine, I just need some headshots. Big deal. And what I came out with was some totally different because they said, no, that really isn't what you need. And you said the same thing to me. Okay, fine. This is what I think I need. And you came back and said, wait a minute. Let's talk about your business. Let's talk about what your end goal is. Let's talk about where you want to go, who your customer is, and what kinds of protections you really need not what you think you need but what you really need. So that's critical and that's so incredibly helpful. And it's also it's also wonderful that you realize that the small entrepreneur really does need help. And that sometimes the large law firms are too intimidating but they still need but these people still need help.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree 100%. And what you were saying about the questions that I ask my clients when they come to me, um, if you go to an attorney and you say, I need a contract for XYZ, and they say, okay, great, I'll draft that for you, you'll have it, you know, in two weeks, and they don't ask you any questions, uh, they're not doing their job and they're doing you a huge disservice in order to properly draft anything for you, they need to understand your business. They need to know who you're serving, how you're serving them, what your short term goals are, what your long term goals are, and plan in terms of where you plan to take your business. Um, otherwise, they can't really draft something that's going to give you the protections you need now and into the future and a way to grow with your business. Um, so it's it is important. Um, they should be asking a lot of questions. The other thing
0: that you said in your book that really struck home was you spoke about um, a client Danielle who needed a simple name change for her LLC, and but and they changed the name. But tell us if if you can more about. The fact that people think they they want something simple to have done, but they don't know the backside of the law so that they don't really know um, all
1: of the pieces that need to be put in place. Yeah. So I've dealt with um, and Danielle has not been the only one at this point. Um, I've had. get more than I can count on one hand, (laughs) probably more than I can count on two at this point. People come to me with, you know, I need to change the name of my LLC or I need to add a fictitious name registration. And I start working with them and looking at their documents and discover that things were not filed correctly from the beginning and either the LLC was set up wrong or it was set up okay, but they weren't given any of the background papers to it. So it's one thing to file a paper with the state and say, okay, you have an LLC. It's another thing to give you all that you need to go with it. Did they set you up with an EIN? Did they take you through what you need for your state in terms of sales tax and those kind of things? Did they give you an operating agreement? I cannot tell you how many people have come to me and they have an LLC, but they don't have an operating agreement. My most recent client has a company and, you know, INC and incorporated C-Corp and was never set up with a board of directors, officers, has no bylaws. And I'm like, so all they did was file the piece of paper with the state and how much did they charge you for that? And this client told me that he was charged as much as I charge for a full package with everything that goes with it. So it just, it boggles my mind. It makes me very sad um, that this is happening, but this is happening because people are using um, the online will file it for you services or and I'm sorry to say this and no offense to any accountants out there, but they're using their accountant and the accountant also only knows the filing the paper with the state side of it. I am going
0: to have to seriously look (laughs) at a lot of my stuff because even though I've had attorneys in the past, I have a feeling that my accountant did a lot of it. So I'm
1: going to have to go back and look at that myself. Um, It's unfortunate that, You know, a lot of the accountants that that are doing this are only filing the piece of paper with the state. They're not doing the rest of what needs to go with it. And it's not all accountants. I mean, certainly there are ones out there that understand what they're doing and do it correctly, but there's just a few too many that aren't doing it correctly.
0: Well, I think mine was done correctly, but I still, I think I'm going to have to take another look. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus... I've been doing business for so long, I don't remember what was done, in all honesty. So it becomes quite a challenge. So for our listeners, um, the book is smooth sailing. It is available on Amazon. Um, Although it's available both in hard copy and Kindle, I strongly recommend that people get the hard copy because there is so much in it that it's a great resource. It's something that you really should have on your desk to take a look at every once in a while to see, okay, fine. I've done this, 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 and this. Are there pieces of my puzzle that are missing? Um, so and that's just
1: for me personally, because I loved it. And I, I do want to say it is designed to be somewhat of a reference book. So yes, you can pick it up and read it cover to cover and get kind of an idea of all the things that you should be thinking about, but some of them are going to be immediate for you. And some of them are going to be the kind of thing you might not get to for a year or two or five down the road. And to have that and be able to say, oh, now I need, uh, I finally got my website up. Now I need that terms of use. What did she say about that again? And just be able to look at the table of contents, go to that page and, you know, find it or, if you're looking at a contract and trying to understand it, there's a chapter on contracts and different what different provisions in a contract mean and being able to even look up and, you know, say, OK, well, what does um, reps and warranties mean? Like, what is the point of that paragraph? Um, is, it's just it's meant to be a reference and something that you can go back to and look at over time as different needs come up. As I said, I loved it. So where else can people find you? Um, the best place to find me is my website, which is my name. It's Sherry Andrews, C-H-E-R-I Andrews.com. There's a lot of information on my website, and you can also find links to my social media there, um, information about my book, information about my online learning platform, which is called Wise Owl, Wise Owl Academy. Um, and just information about you know me as an attorney and my services, and I'm very transparent. There's a whole page on services and pricing, and um, you can know exactly what I offer and what it costs before you even set up a call with me.
0: It's a wonderful resource. Uh, so, and all of your information will also be in the show notes. So, I encourage everyone to look at the show notes and check out all of the links. And I thank you so very much for joining me today. I know as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to have all sorts of
1: questions. Well, it's been my pleasure, Anne. I'm happy to be here.
0: This podcast has opened a big door for me and now I'm thinking, oh goodness, what have I forgotten? So I thank you so very much for um, speaking with us today my pleasure thanks for joining us please follow us submit a rating and review and share us with your friends this helps our message reach more listeners for more information about my products visit justwantedtoask.com thank you